Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is ESPN Radio. Life is good, particularly if you are a sports fan, because Joe Fortenbaugh, Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson with you here on ESPN Radio. You can also check us out on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. If you're a sports fan, there's actual sports happening at 8 o'clock Eastern on this lovely Thursday. There has been sports happening now for hours. When we got on air at 6 o'clock Eastern, which was 3 a.m. Eastern, by the way, to Joe Fortenbaugh, who was out in Las Vegas, there was already sports happening at 3 a.m. where you were. There were. And this is a nice little twist to get up this early and to have the Open Championship, which even if I wasn't doing this radio show today, I would be up early watching this. That's the Not one the thing week. I love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How early would you have gotten up to watch golf, though? It's the 151st Open. How early? Because it wouldn't have been 3 a.m. early, right? No, it would have been like midnight. I would so have gotten up would... at like midnight. No, so you would have stayed up is what you're saying? If you weren't doing this show, no, what would the would strategy have... have been? I would have gone to bed probably in the eight o'clock window right around the time my kids go to bed so that I could have okay. gotten up around midnight to watch coverage of the open championship. What? Yeah. So you would have gone to sleep at eight to wake up at midnight on purpose? Yeah. For this time of year, it's not a regular occurrence, but this is a great event. It's the final major of the year. Now that the PGA has been moved up the schedule, it starts early. And to be honest, it's a great rush betting head-to-head matchups in golf for a single round. You just follow two players around the course throughout the duration of their round. And this morning when we started this show, uh, I had Hideki Matsuyama two back at Jason Day. Two hours later, Hideki Matsuyama's two up on Jason Day. So our fortunes have changed, Amber Wilson. I'll talk to you in two hours about how this thing finishes off. Yeah, uh, let me know in a couple hours. You're feeling pretty good right now. Uh, Lamprecht is at the top of the leaderboard still. He's been sitting there all morning long. But if you were to wake up at midnight to watch, which that just seems absurd to me, because I don't know why you wouldn't just stay up until midnight. Like, let's just at that point make it a late night instead of an early morning. Yeah, but then when am I going to bed? Well, so then that's the strategy. Like, if you're getting up at midnight, are you the you're just up for the rest of the day? Like from midnight Correct. on, we're just up all day and we're just rocking till 10 p.m. the next day. Correct, because coverage is going to go into the morning, and then when all the coverage is finished, like, what am I going to do? Go to bed at 10? I do have responsibilities around here, as much as I would uh, like to believe I don't. I mean, there's no. I don't think that there is a sport that I love that much in the world, and I really Come on. love. Sports. There has to be. There has I to be. really love football and I really love the NBA and I don't know if there is any sort of matchup or game that I am waking up that I'm going to bed at 8 p.m. and getting up at midnight to watch. I'm trying to think of it like maybe if the Gators weren't a national championship, I would be. So doing let's that. say this Florida, Florida State. It's like uh, what we saw with Michigan, Ohio State uh, recently. Yeah. They're one versus two for the final game of the year. That yeah. game is going to be played at midnight Eastern time. 
I'm doing it. You're right. I'm doing. But if it's played at midnight Eastern, I'm just staying up. Now, given that's a little different than golf because, you know, there's only a few hours to that event. And so then I just go to sleep on the back end. Well, no, you can stay up, but you're not allowed to go to sleep on the back end. That's <sighs> the thing. You're making this so easy. Like, people love to do this. My wife loves to do this, too. Try to turn the argument into something that's really easy for you to answer. The point is, it's not easy for you to answer. You either have to go to bed to get your rest early, or if you stay up, that's fine, but you don't get to go to bed when the game's over. you got to start your day. Don't you know never to argue with a woman? It sounds like you shouldn't yes, be arguing with me or your wife. Uh, it sounds like you should have learned some lessons there. Yes, I would, in fact, stay up if I had to. I mean, I have sacrificed sleep so many times in my life for so many things, right? So. You're right. In that situation, I would sacrifice sleep if I had to. A lot of people maybe woke up this morning sacrificing some sleep. The 151st British Open. Also, it is the Women's World Cup kicking off. They have expanded the pool. There is uh, eight teams that have never even played in a Women's World Cup. The U.S. Women's National Team, though, trying to win for a third consecutive time. It would be historic. They are the favorites to be able to get it done, though. You can always chime into the conversation here on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is where we find our friend Matt in Atlantic City. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Uh, Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Amber. It's great hearing you in the CAM. I know I heard you guys last night. The cake list, Amber, I'm going to say you left out cheesecake. Um, even though the Publix birthday cake, I wish they had a Publix up here in Atlantic City in Jersey. Cheesecake, you need to put that on the list. Um, and as far as Daniel Jones goes, he's a top 10 quarterback. He's got Darren Waller. They drafted Jalen High at Paris Campbell. He's got better receivers. And you'll understand my sentiments later on in the season with that. But the, for, as far as the cake uh, concern goes, cheesecake, Amber, you, you need to put cheesecake on the list. I'm a health enthusiast like you. So, Joe, I probably shouldn't be giving um, yeah, cake advice. Yeah, enough of this. Enough of all these healthy people telling us what type here. of cake we should eat. Well, what is, why is it that all the healthy people tell us fat people how we should live? I want Chris Carlin's cake recommendations, not the people who are getting on the Peloton this morning. Well, Chris Carlin did, in fact, give us his cake recommendations. And by the way, right now, if you are watching us, you can see my top five cakes. You can also find it on Twitter at Amber W Sports. And he is at Joe Fortenbaugh. I'm trying to stall while I pull up Chris Carlin's. Here we go. Chris Carlin's rankings were this, since you seem to think he's a better authority than me or Matt in Atlantic City, since we're both health freaks. Chris Carlin. At five, he has pound cake. I mean, we're already off to a bad start. Pound cake is the most boring cake and can often be a very dry cake. Who the heck has pound cake on their list? At number four, red velvet cake. That made an appearance on mine. No complaints there. At number three, coffee cake. Also an appearance on mine. Number two, ice cream cake. I find ice cream cake highly overrated, but he's got it on his list. At number one, Chris Carlin has chocolate mousse cake. And nothing involving mousse is making a top five list in any capacity of my life, Joe. Again, I'm going to side with the fat guy here. Really? It feels like <laughs> Carlin cake probably and has. Cake? It's, it's, it's not that I need to agree with whether or not the, the pound cake is worthy of a spot. It's that I agree with the individual who's coming up with the assessment. I don't have to like pound cake, but Carlin strikes me as a guy who's had a few cakes in his day. You strike me as someone who probably hasn't had cake 
in this current Biden administration. I mean, maybe in the previous administration you sampled a little bit, but it's been a while. When was the last time you actually had cake? I had a bite of cake on my kid's fourth birthday. I think I had one bite, maybe two. And And it was, was in fact, a Publix birthday cake. So there you go. That was in April. That was the last time I had cake. April. So Probably the only time this year in 2023 you had had one bite of cake. I bet Carlin had cake while he was sleeping. He probably has it right next to him on his bed so that when he rolls over, his face smashes into it, and thus he is able to consume it without having to go through the formality of actually waking up. The Uh, reason that I had the flourless chocolate cake on my list is that is the cake that I will cheat with. Like, that's the cake that I won't be able to resist every once in a while if I'm feeling frisky, Joe. I will, in fact, have some bites of a chocolate flourless cake, like if I'm out to dinner for some sort of How special. How adventurous. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Guess, it's wild up in her. So speaking of uh, Carlin, so the other yesterday we had this huge discussion. He posted, I guess he was at Costco's, and he posted the question of, if you're, how many samples is okay? So by, you know, they have the free samples. So how many times can you grab one, right? Jay said seven, which is, I think is kind of criminal. Seven? He said seven. He goes back for seven samples. I would uh, imagine there's not even any sort of rationale for why he said seven. Number Does seven. Does he have one? <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's he just robbing people at that, that point. He said because he pays the membership fee, he should be able to just aimlessly walk around and grab every sample because he's paying that and i just don't see how that's allowed or safe or healthy. but seven's where he draws the line seven is where it's like <laughs> yeah that's, he, too many. he said if his children are there to get three so he might bump it up to 12 he might as well just buy the whole thing that's being sampled right so he's well, using no, his children to do his dirty work for him yeah. and he's sending them to go get the free samples for him. So it's not him himself who's yeah, going up all those times. Seven is correct- way too many. I, I, I never actually been to a Costco, um, which I realize is a Here we go again. Mission. Here comes some expertise from someone with no expertise in the field. Is that what's about to happen here? And I don't normally take the free samples. Also, I'm always a little skeeved out by the fact that they're just sitting out all day, right? So there's that component of this conversation. But I Worst definitely would not take more than one, ever. maybe two at the most. No, it's one. The answer's one. It's not debatable. It's one. It's a sample. It's not a meal. If you need more than one, you're in violation. Now, they'll be nice. These workers, they'll be nice. They'll let you have two or three because why would they want to risk life and limb trying to tell someone like Chris Carlin, you can't have another one? You get your hand in there, you're likely not getting it back. So one, one is the appropriate amount because it's a sample. Try this. If you like it, you can buy it. Not try it twice, not try it seven times because you paid for the membership. One bite. And then go ahead and make your decision. That's it. It's at some point we got to draw some some lines around here. We have to have a, a way in which we can function in a society without just stepping all over each other, doing whatever we want. That's insane. Seven. Triple eight say ESPN. That's Seven. where we find Steve. Steve's calling us from Michigan. Hey, Steve, what do you have for us on samples? Hey guys, uh, man, you guys got to leave Jay alone. Last time I checked, Costco was big time corporate America. They got nice big buildings with nice big lights and nice, you know, aisles and all kinds of good stuff. If he wants to go around and eat what he wants to eat, I think that's okay. They'll they'll be just fine. They'll be okay. 
Costco will survive it. I'm not but defending the problem Costco. Is he's abusing the system. And so then the entire system may change, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, Costco has a lot of money. It is big corporate America. But by the way, big corporate America likes to make more money. And they don't want you taking seven samples and not buying the product. If you're hungry, go get the $1.50 hot dog and soda combo. Like, that's what it's there for. It's one of the best deals on the planet. It's Jay $1. said $1. he doesn't like... He, Jay said he doesn't like hot dogs, Joe. So he, doesn't he doesn't like hot dogs, them. but he'll take seven samples of a quiche. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> he, said, yes. he said, I'll eat seven samples of an orange chicken. And I'm like, bro, you can't have a seven. Go to Panda Express chicken. and get the orange that's chicken. An, that's an entire meal if you're eating seven samples of the orange chicken. Definitely a number two. And it's just like, I, I can't I can't support it. And part of it, Joe, and you have well, you have two uh, two kids or whatever. Joe, uh, he has three. So if you go to the food court with the kids, like that, he said that becomes an issue. I guess his his son has an issue of just getting naked in anywhere. So he was worried about that happening. So Wait, we all so have that problem. On. Everyone yeah, with yeah, young everyone kids with little has kids, that problem. One hundred percent, I have that problem every time my yeah. kid goes swimming. We will be at like the swankiest yacht club or something, and he will just oh how nice just rip it all down uh, and just rip it all off. Anybody with little kids. Isn't one of Jay's kids a baby? Like, I don't know. He's, he feels, I feel like he's really utilizing his children in this equation as an excuse for him just straight up having an entire meal of samples. I would like to highlight the fact that someone on this show just used the term swanky yacht club <laughs> within three minutes of talking about the rules for samples at Costco. She has been no absolutely one surprised disqualified. From being able to weigh in on this conversation. I already said, I've never been to a Costco. Do they have Costco's on the island? We have Costco's. It's not on the island. It does exist here. My husband has a membership. He has ordered groceries from Costco because, yes, we are bougie and we Instacart everything. Oh, my god! I've never actually physically been to a Costco. Do you trust the Instacart thing? Heck, yes. It's the greatest invention that has ever happened in the history of man. And what's funny is when those- Forget about the automobile. Forget about the airplane. Forget about the wheel. It's the Instacart, ladies and gentlemen. Not sliced bread. It is, in fact, Instacart. Followed very closely by Amazon. I am all here for living in an era. Everyone says, oh, you know, things are so terrible these days. No, no, no. Things are excellent. They all come to your door. It is absolutely glorious, including my groceries. When Lionel Messi, when the pictures of him were exposed that he's shopping in a Publix down here in Florida, just like a normal dude, my reaction to that was, wow, Messi doesn't Instacart, and I do. That That is a next-level bougie, apparently, where Messi himself can even go to a grocery store and shop the aisles, and I'm so lazy that I typically don't. So there you go. I'm going to blame it on my kid. He always wants the free cookie when I take him to the grocery store. Then he's got the breakdown after he finishes the cookie. It turns into a temper tantrum because he wants all the toys in the aisle. I'm pulling a J. I'm going to blame the kid. Coming up Get next. Get your house in order. Everybody get your house in order this this chaos that because we have children we are unable to function (laughs) amongst cookies and grocery stores and samples is just ludicrous like you do realize cavemen and cave women had children (laughs) and without instacart were able to raise them for the good of what turned out to be humanity right so that people like jay williams could go in and have seven samples at a costco Cave men and cave women were not dealing with their kids having a breakdown because the free cookie that they're given at the Publix when they go to their grocery shopping. Coming up next. I have a harder. Uh, Coming up next. Are you buying that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat? We will get into that. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Feels like Robert Kraft has been trying to make us think that his head coach is on the hot seat with some of the comments he's made this offseason. There are even reports out there that Bill Belichick is, in fact, on the hot seat. Are we buying, though, that Belichick is on the hot seat? Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh here with you. We will get to that in just a moment. But we were having a far more important conversation here in July (laughs) when there's hardly anything going on sports-wise about samples at Costco and how many is appropriate to take. Well, we have a caller, Triple H, say ESPN, who used to work at Costco, Brandon, in the Bay Area. Give us your expertise, Brandon. Hi, how's it going? Great. I think um, I think I think it's too many samples. You know, we don't really care how many samples you get, but I believe it's too many when you bring like a plastic bag and you and you fill the bag up with samples and you take them home. But I mean, as long as you eat the samples there, I mean, we don't really have a problem with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, Brandon. Do people actually? You're telling me that you have witnessed during your time yes. as an employee at Costco, people bring a bag to. Take the free plastic ziplock baggie, plastic ziplock baggie. I, I, I mean, I just couldn't believe it when I seen it. Bring a plastic ziplock bag, and I mean, I, I've seen it on multiple occasions. What? Wow. I yes. mean, thanks what? for the call, Brandon. Uh, 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 Joe, he is making Jay seem with his seven samples like the least of the issue there at Costco. I, I'm speechless. Uh, hold on. <laughs> so, what is our what? Like, where, where do where do we draw the line? in terms of just being able to get through our day without having to be ridiculous. Like it feels like we're always trying to one up each other in this country in terms of how ridiculous we can be. What in your mind has to go so horribly wrong that before you go to the grocery store, which is essentially what Costco is, you're going to line your pockets with plastic bags so you can fill up on the free samples. Well, I guess what it is is it's a soft, a cost-saving measure, right? You're like, hey, this is free, so let me take as much of the free food as I can possibly get. Yeah, and you know what? I could save money by never taking a shower. I could, I could, I could really bring down my water bill by never taking a shower, but that also probably isn't going to be the most effective way to go about my business. You're just rolling in the Costco with plastic bags and filling up on the samples? <laughs> Shameless. So hold on, before we get to you know sports, uh, there is a an employee in this department. I'm not going to mention his name. Mention the name, or I don't want right, to hear G- the story. Jerry, who Jerry, who produces our t- the TV product, just called him out. You could have um, at least gone with his, rhymes with so, Barry. Uh, what's his social security number? <laughs> so uh, every year at the company picnic, he brings Ziploc bags. And throws hot dogs, hamburgers in his Ziploc bags before he leaves. 
Is that Jerry trying to break through over the audio from the control room? I'm sure Jerry is losing his mind right now. So at the company picnic, he takes that. Okay. That is extreme. But I do wonder, is at the company picnic, the food just going to go to waste if Jerry doesn't take it home? So he sees an opportunity here where it's like, all right, we're going to throw all this in the trash. I'm going to take it home instead. That's not terrible, right? Well, it's not terrible if he waits until the end when that food's about to go to the trash. If he rolls in at 9.05 and this company (laughs) outing starts at 9 and he starts lining his pockets to take everything home, that's that's probably in poor taste. But if he is waiting until the end to prevent the waste of food, then absolutely take advantage of that. It's cool to bring Tupperware, though, right? Like It doesn't have to be like, you know, just Ziploc baggies. No, I'm not bringing any of that Tupperware. to the company picnic. I got to be honest Got with you, to. but I'm trying to defend t- Jerry because be he can't cool, defend Yates. himself be on cool. air right now. No one, no one, you don't look cool rolling up to a company outing with Tupperware, all right? Be cool. Be subtle for crying out loud. Do you Man. ever look cool with Tupperware? Yeah. You there used to be nice Tupperware parties, right? You put right? it in a plastic bag, but I don't think y'all realize how much food be at this joint. Like, it's... And so, so how about this? Why don't you just bring a wheelbarrow? <laughs> if, look, if I could fit it in the truck, that much food? Joe, I would. Just bring a wheel, bring a dump truck. The Take dinner, all of it home. The help dinner yourself. Spread, Joe, is insane. We got really? a good you company. Is what I'm learning. What company? Too. What company function is this? By the way, this I've is never the company. This is this. the company picnic. You should come up in August. The one that we're not invited to, Joe, oh, no, because no, no, we don't no. live y'all in all, Bristol, Connecticut. Y'all got to come. Y'all go check out emails. It's gonna come through. We're gonna see y'all there. <laughs> Let me be we're clear. See the I, I got better things to do than watch you and Jerry wheelbarrow <laughs> three quarters of that food out to your car because it's quote gonna go to waste even though there's six hours left of the party. <laughs> I, I got other ways I can spend my time. I can go to Costco and watch Jay Williams get down. Right. Uh Joe Fortma's not flying to Connecticut to watch y'all steal the hot bot dogs can, and hamburgers some, at the company we picnic. Make some straight bets. You know? <laughs> Okay, now now you're talking my language. We yeah. can come in, we can have some action. I can bet on how many hot dogs you're going to end up stealing. That type of thing I can get behind. Thank you. Should I even bother to get to this Bill Belichick no, on no, the hot no, seat no. stuff Just, now? Because yeah, I still want to talk about that. I, I, I would well, like to talk about we that. We will talk I, about that. I would like when to get to it at some point. everyone's done talking about how much they steal from the company, I would like to get into that. So let's get to it's another boring. caller instead. Triple Eight say ESPN is how you join the conversation. It can be about sports, but it can also be about more important things like cake. That's Benjamin in Long Beach. Hey, Benjamin, what do you have for us on cake? All I want to say about cake is how y'all did not say German chocolate cake. I don't know if it's cultural or what, but German chocolate cake is number one. Elementary school coffee cake is number two. That's all I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw that out there, and I'm going to get out y'all way. Okay, so I... Thank you so much for the call. I did see several people nominating German chocolate cake as the best cake. And I guess for me, I wasn't necessarily considering German chocolate cake, but that is an excellent cake. Anything involving chocolate for me is a huge win. What What is what is German chocolate cake? It's just well, chocolate cake from Germany? What, what am I missing I here? think German chocolate cake, and I'm, I'm trying to Google it right now. Yeah, German chocolate cake has all the chocolate icing on it, and it's got, like, the gooey in-between layers of the icing as well, and it's a really moist chocolate cake. So, so it's where just a I lot went, of chocolate. It's, the Germans came up with that? The Germans, yes, apparently. Uh, while they were eating their bratwurst, they were following it with some German chocolate cake. So it's just like a very gooey, good chocolate cake, and I'm here for chocolate. But the reason that I like the flourless cake is because the flourless chocolate cake is because I like the density. Like, my favorite dessert is just, like, pure chocolate. Like, I'm just a, a chocolate lover. So I'm not really so into cake generally, 
So the flourless cake feel it's more like eating just like dense chocolate than it is eating an actual cake. This German cake mm. is fluffier. It's more cake like. Presumably because it has flour in it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you learn something new every day. There you, that's what we're here day. for here at ESPN Radio. Uh, we've yeah. learned that. What we're also going to learn coming up next is how much trouble these New York Yankees are in. We will get to sports, I promise. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Well, the Yanks are certainly up in the big leagues, but it has not been big time baseball for these new York Yankees. For all things baseball, we bring in Tim Kirchin, ESPN MLB insider. Tim, thanks so much for some of your time here. Let's start with these Yanks. I mean, what is the biggest reason that the Yankees have lost nine of their last 11? Well, unfortunately for them, there are a bunch of reasons why. Um, They're just not the same offensive team or even close to it without Aaron Judge. It shows you again how valuable he is to that team because when you take him out of the line of an injury, it just doesn't look anything close to the line that it should be. Plus, their, their pitching, which was supposed to be so good, simply hasn't been especially in the rotation, in part because of injuries. And Carlos Rodon has really struggled since he came off the disabled list, the injured list. He's 0-3 with an ERA over 7, and that just isn't him. Uh, Luis Severino's ERA is way too high. Uh, their bullpen was so good for so long, and now even it has struggled a little bit. So there are a bunch of issues that the Yankees are facing And if they don't get this straightened out pretty quickly, um, maybe they're not going to the playoffs this year. And I just didn't see that happening even a couple of months ago. So they're 50 and 47 as it stands today, but that puts them nine games back of the Orioles and the Rays and the AL East. The Rangers are cruising in the West. The Twins are three games over 500 in the Central. With the way things are going right now, the trade deadline's looming, Tim. Could the Yankees become sellers, believe it or not? Uh, I don't see how they could do that because they are the Yankees. They have money and resources, and it's just difficult as a Yankee team to say, no, we're going to sell instead of buy when they still have a chance to make the playoffs. 
and they can make the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't. It's just not looking good at the moment. But I think they're going to have to do something and something dramatic in order to shake up this team, get some more offense going, get another starting pitcher, and start this team in the right direction again. I just think when you're the Yankees, you can't sell at the trade deadline. You have to buy unless you're hopelessly out of it, and they are by no means hopelessly out of a playoff position. Tim Kirchin, ESPN MLB insider, joining us here on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh. So they're going to have to do something dramatic. I would imagine if they miss the postseason, they're going to do something very dramatic. If the Yanks don't make the playoffs, do you think it costs Aaron Boone his job? Um, I would say no at this point, but we have to see what happens and what the reaction is if they don't make the playoffs. Because every year – they make the playoffs, and but that's simply not good enough for Yankee fans anyway. Making the playoffs, getting knocked out in the first or second round is just unacceptable when you're the Yankees and you haven't been to the World Series since 2009. So I think they're going to take a hard look at a lot of people in the organization if they don't make the playoffs. So these next couple months will be a fascinating situation in New York. Let's move west with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. One game over 500, nine back of the Rangers in the west. They're four and a half back of the Astros who are in second place in that division. Big questions looming regarding Shohei Otani and what the Angels will do with him at the trade deadline. They run the risk of getting nothing, Tim, if he leaves in free agency. Do you think they're going to be fielding calls about how to move on from him? Yes, I think they're going to take calls, but I don't think they're going to trade him because I know they don't want to trade him. To me, their only shot of keeping him is to have a great final two months, and they just swept the Yankees. Somehow either make the playoffs or get really close and show Otani that we are going to be playing in October moving forward. Uh, I think that's their only chance. They have to win as many games as possible and convince him to stay because they'll give him whatever he wants. And again, this is going to be up to Artie Moreno, the owner who remember last year, they, I think they took calls on Otani and he said, well, we're not trading him. My guess is something similar is going to happen this year because you just don't want to be the team that trades a once in a lifetime player. But like you said, the risk is enormous because if you lose him to free agency after the season and you only get a draft choice for him, uh, that's not going to be good either. Yeah, you don't want to be the team that trades him. You don't want to be the team that loses him for hardly anything either. You mentioned there the Angels swept the Yanks. That's the first time that the Angels have swept the Yankees since 2009. If they hadn't swept them, Tim, would this conversation around Shohei be different? Or would you still have been thinking he ain't getting traded? Yeah, I think as long as they have a chance at all for a playoff spot, I think they're going to hang on to him. Uh, If they were hopelessly out of it, then they would have no choice. And they would say, hey, we're going to trade you. And, you know, maybe they're actually thinking we can trade him and get an enormous haul for him and then re-sign him after the season. Remember, Shohei is very much about winning, of course, but he's also about a comfortable place to play in which he can put up these enormous numbers, and he's very comfortable 
pitching and hitting in that ballpark. And that's certainly something that the Angels have going for them as they attempt to keep him in Anaheim. How legit is this Rangers team? They're tied for the most wins in the American League. They have a plus 166 run differential, which is better than Atlanta, which is better than the Rays. It's the best in baseball. And yet it feels like no one's really talking about them or necessarily buying in just yet. Nine to one to win the World Series in Vegas. That's fifth or sixth best, depending on where you look. I mean, how legit are these guys? They are legit, especially offensively. I mean, They've scored 10 or more runs in a game almost 20 times this year. It's remarkable how good their offense is. And when it starts with Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager at the top, that's a pretty good place to start. But they've got all-stars all through that lineup. And their pitching has been way better than a lot of people thought, especially Nate Evaldi, who's had a very good career. But he's having a potential Cy Young season this year. Uh, They've upgraded their bullpen. They're going to do something else at the trade deadline because they are all in. They have money to spend. So they are as legit as it gets in the American League. This is not a mirage. I I think they're going to win that division, which is really saying something when you're in the same division with the Astros. And I think they could be dangerous in October. And let's not forget, they have a future Hall of Fame manager leading the way. There is simply no way that Bruce... Bochi is going to allow this team to collapse or panic uh, under pressure. They have played this way, and I think they're going to keep playing this way. Tim Kirchin joining us. So the Rangers aren't a mirage. Who is a mirage? Well, still have to get answers on the Reds and the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, three teams that were out of contention for all of last year and now are right in the middle of them, and all three of them are great stories in the National League. How the Marlins with Luisa Rise have been a much better offensive team, and we know they can pitch the Reds with that tremendous uh, athleticism and youth and hunger on that team. And same thing for the Diamondbacks. The way that team plays the game, pushing it all the time, running, you know, running the bases like no other team in the league. All three of those teams have a real shot to make the playoffs. None of the three is a mirage, but one of them isn't going to make the playoffs, and I'll be real interested to see which team keeps it going. The Red just lost six games in a row. Taylor Cruz are great players. One, you know, the Diamondbacks hit a skid here. The Marlins hit a skid. This is where good young teams pick it up and say, all right, we overcame that. We're going to start to win. It'll be really interesting to see how those three teams play the rest of the day. Certainly three teams that nobody necessarily expected to be in this position. Fans disappointed when one of them doesn't make the playoffs. Tim Kirchin, ESPN Major League Baseball Insider. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. So we will be certainly watching all those storylines around the league here as we head towards a postseason in a couple months in that sport and no story bigger as we head towards the trade deadline than Shohei Otani. And is he going to end up in a different uniform this season? Coming up next here on ESPN Radio. Earlier, Joe gave us his top four, five, top four, five. I see what you did there, Nuno, (laughs) writing it on my screen. He gave us the top five. I got a little confused after the top four. Y'all are cute. Anyways, my top five next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us 
negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot This is ESPN Radio. We're ranking all sorts of things as we head towards an NFL season, pretenders being one of those things. These are teams that people think are going to be good, and we are here to tell you otherwise. Let's get to my top five pretenders. Number five. Number five is the New York Jets, a team that also made an appearance on Joe Fortenbaugh's list. The problem with the New York Jets, as Joe mentioned, is the O-line and the injury bug that has bitten that O-line year after year. Dwayne Brown is 37. He does show some signs of breaking down. Becton hasn't been healthy for an extended period of time in his entire first three seasons. Vera Tucka's coming off a season-ending injury as well. So you've got an O-line that has proven to be banged up, and now you've got a 39-year-old quarterback behind it. And I understand he is a multi time MVP and that we're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation. We're also talking about a dude who is 39 years old. He did battle that thumb injury all last season. He played through it. And I don't know if a hand injury is necessarily indicative of Aaron Rodgers' body breaking down yet, but you are concerned if he doesn't have the proper protection. Plus there is the idea here of, you know, it takes a while to assimilate to an entirely new environment. We've never seen Aaron Rodgers in a new environment. We have no idea how he's going to handle it. We have no idea how he's going to handle this level of scrutiny. He is a vet. He's a vet who loves the attention, but now he's a vet who finds himself in the number one market in the country, and it ain't exactly a friendly market in the environment that he finds himself in. There are big question marks, but most notably, if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, if that O-line can't protect Aaron Rodgers, the plan behind Aaron Rodgers is, oh, by the way, still Zach Wilson. And if that's your plan moving forward, because you find yourself in a situation that you didn't anticipate, it's probably not a very good plan when the plan for this team appears to be Super Bowl or bust. Number four. 
My number four team, another team that made an appearance here on Joe's list is the Los Angeles Chargers. The problem here isn't the talent. There's talent all over the place on this team, and I'm a true believer in Justin Herbert. The problem here is that we're talking about the Chargers. And the Chargers always find some way to muck this up. It's just the Chargers doing chargery things. You've got to keep Joey Bosa on the field. That's a paramount concern. There's no depth behind him. But also, you've got to do something with that coaching staff. I'm just not a believer in Brandon Staley. I'm not a believer in how they have done things from top to bottom with the Chargers. It feels like an organization that hasn't bothered to upgrade this offseason, even though it did not at all, it wasn't at all what we expected it to be last season. I have fallen for the rope a dope numerous times, thinking the Chargers are going to take this massive leap. They make a list, they make an appearance on my pretenders list because I'm just not falling for it again. Number three. Number three is the Cleveland Browns. They're a team that I'm not sure everyone's talking about, but they're a team that people keep expecting to take some big leap because they handed Deshaun Watson biggest contract in NFL history. And at one point in his career, Deshaun Watson was a top 10 quarterback in the league easily, a top five quarterback in the league by most people's standards. However, he has not been himself on a football field since 2020. I mean, 2020, we are years, plural, removed from Deshaun Watson looking like a future Hall of Fame quarterback. He ended up sitting out that entire 2021 season. He played just six games in 2022, and it was ugly. Plus, there's other questions here with the Browns, particularly that defensive interior, that secondary. They've tried to make some small upgrades here to this Cleveland Browns team, but the real question for me is Deshaun Watson. Is he ever going to be the same guy? Number two. The New England Patriots make an appearance at number two on this list. This team, to me, just signifies mediocre in every way. And now they are in an AFC and in a stacked AFC East that continues to get better and better and better. They are very squarely heading into the season, the worst team in their division, and frankly, I would argue, one of the worst teams in their entire conference. Yes, hiring Bill O'Brien's going to help, right? Having an actual OC calling plays, you know, for the offense, it's going to be crazy how that might seem like a good thing to have done there in New England. However, I'm not one who thinks that even Bill O'Brien's going to get some sort of expert-level play out of Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones has the weapons around him and he ain't Tom Brady so he's not going to be able to make what he looks what he has around him look like top-notch level we know where the expectations are for this team and yes Bill Belichick he's a very very excellent coach maybe the greatest coach of all time but he's not necessarily the greatest coach now in 2023 the expectations are still Super Bowls because that fan base has been spoiled but also so has that ownership Robert Kraft has said time and again all he's interested in here is championships He's not interested in the personal records, even though Bill is chasing Don Shula right now in terms of the personal record book. I think that the Pats are mediocre, and being mediocre will end up making them one of the worst teams in the entire conference. Number one. 
Number one for me is the Detroit Lions. Now, this is a team that legitimately, and this is why they appear number one on my list, it's not that I think that they're going to be the worst team on this list. It's that the expectations, I think, for this team are some of the highest on this list. Everybody's so convinced the Lions are going to take this massive leap and be one of the better teams in the NFL this season, but I also heard a lot of that last season, and I didn't really fully understand why. I'm not the believer in Dan Campbell that everybody else is. I mean, he was great on hard knocks. Awesome. That doesn't make you a good coach because you're good at sound bites and you like to bite off people's kneecaps. We're talking about a Detroit Lions organization that has never won the NFC North, and now we're expecting them to just walk in crews to do it, right? They have never won the uh, the NFC North. They haven't won their own division since 93, since 2000. They've been to the playoffs just three times They've made some improvements here. Defensively, they should be improving. Jerry Goff, I know what he did last season. He surprised us all. I just, because of where the expectations are for Detroit, I'm just having a hard time meeting those expectations. All right, so let me fire a question your way because I think it's a pretty solid list. Uh, who wins the NFC North? Well, that's a good question. Now, now we're, now we're uh, getting into the problem when we're evaluating this. I think still the Minnesota Vikings. Now, again, the Vikings made an appearance on your list, and they were a team that I considered for my list as well, but they're the team with 13 wins last season. I'm not saying I believe in the Vikings and Kirk Cousins necessarily in a postseason. I'm not putting them in a Super Bowl, but I do think that Vikings team with 13 regular season wins, and a lot of those were comeback from behind wins for a quarterback that we always said can't get it done in the biggest pressure moments. I do think that that's the team that you still should give the nod to in that division. There are a lot of indicators that they are going to be headed for a big step back. Not to say that you're wrong, but they went 13 and four. Forget about record for a second. Let's just say we assess teams based on who outscored their opponents by more points throughout the course of the season, right? Over 17 games, if you're 13 and four, you should probably outscore the opposition by close to 200 total points. Somehow Minnesota went 13 and four and they were outscored by three points during the course of the season. That is very alarming that you were outscored by the opposition over 17 games and somehow you won 13. 11-0 11-0 in one-score games. That's a team to be very careful with this season. Very careful. We are acting like a 9-8 and eight Lions team, though, is going to go out there and win a Super Bowl. And again, there are some upgrades here for this team, but that running back core has less experience than it did last season. You're talking about the biggest weakness on that team being at the defensive back position. Yes, again, they tried to upgrade and improve this defense some, but we have to actually see it play out on the field and see how much, who's going to step up from that linebacker position. There questions here for the Detroit Lions. Also a question for the New England Patriots. Is Bill Belichick actually on the hot seat? This is ESPN Radio. More next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.